0: Hello and welcome to today's episode of Conversations with Microphones. Uh, That's different than microphone conversations where the microphones converse with themselves. Um, (laughs) This uh, this show we try to talk about uh, the best way to have conversations or foster dialogue with uh, other people even if you might not agree and uh, here again with uh, Ryan. Hey, how are you? Yeah, And uh, Nathan. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, and uh, today we're going to our conversation from the last time a little bit about uh, idioms and uh, things we say without thinking about it and uh, tribalism especially last time we talked a little bit about inside and outside the city and uh, let's see for our card today I'll go ahead and do use Nathan for you
1: all right let's uh, let's pick a good one here we go feeling it Ooh, yeah here we go uh, so your bias is the just world hypothesis. Your preference for a just world makes you presume that it exists. A world in which people don't always get what they deserve is an uncomfortable one that threatens our preferred narrative. Hmm. A more just world requires understanding rather than blame. Try to remember that we're all fallible and that bad things happen, even the good people. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I, I, I think that when speaks to me because i think you know uh, like there's a lot of examples that come to mind but it's kind of this idea like if something bad happens to someone where they think like oh well they must have deserved it Mm -hmm. you know and it's like no they it could have just been a bad thing that happened
2: to them (laughs) right yeah yeah i wonder if that's from kind of popularized just based off of certain held beliefs by some people as well like i wonder if like that just i don't know
1: yeah uh, well, I, I, you know, and I don't want to pick on any particular group or belief system, but mm-hmm. I, I think like you know the first one that comes to mind is like the concept of original sin. Yeah, you know, yeah. like um, and so like also kind of um, you know that there's uh an ultimate sense of justice where you know the mm-hmm. bad people are punished in this life or the next, and you know, and that kind of thing.
2: So. Yeah, because I mean that, that was kind of what I'm thinking like yeah. if I look at the actual bias it, it seems like as if it would almost be one that would Have to be taught a little bit, you know, I mean I feel well, like
1: if... maybe but not necessarily because hmm. like i've seen it even in secular communities And yeah. so this is where you have to be careful not to just pick on one group But like if someone gets cancer, you're you know, like let's say it's lung cancer Yeah, you know, they could have worked in uh places where there was asbestos mm-hmm. and they weren't protected but you know the first question is well did they smoke you know like what bad healthy oh, like right, what right, health right. things that they do to mm-hmm. you know the make it so that, that they something yeah. that
2: they did is actually what caused it in the first right place. exactly yeah. okay. you know
1: i i had uh, well i won't get personal but there have been other people like who've um, been in that situation, and they mm-hmm. think like, "Oh, maybe I ate too much junk food," and it's mm-hmm. like, or maybe you just got unlucky.
2: But but even so, I mean, even whether it's secular or otherwise, I just I wonder if that kind of comes as a result of just kind of being teaching yourself that maybe there's some experiences behind those things, or maybe there's like some something that you read and you kind of are taught like. I mean, you know, to use that exact same example, if someone has lung cancer or something like that and actually came from something like an inhalation of a particulate in like a coal mine or asbestos or whatever, um, it may, that may um, actually, you know, you may be thinking that it came from something that was their own doing, um, a choice that they were making that had nothing to do with their environment or perhaps something to that effect because of advertising like the um, the fact that there's a lot of um, there's a lot of advertisements out there that tell you that smoking is really bad and this is the kind of thing I mean again it's like that's just the current environment well and since we started talking
0: about idioms right about well he probably got what he was coming to him <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or uh, right. you know uh, karma's a bitch <laughs> you
3: know it's like yeah, well, you know like
0: you, you know a lot of those things you know people uh talk about it and so you know i think that that you know or those are just ones that come to my head when you talk about this particular mm-hmm. bias um yeah i don't know how much it's it, interesting
2: i mean I, I it's just an interesting one the just world hypothesis
0: yeah it,
1: like uh what goes around comes around mm-hmm, you made mm-hmm. your bed now lie in it you yeah know?
0: Right. see and that's, that's yeah, what yeah, i'm talking know. about just, yeah, there's, it just, a, ton there's of a ton of, of off them. the tongue right. so easily <laughs> so and, and i was going to mention yeah. too the the one of the ones that i was trying to think about last week was um talking about uh watch your p's and q's which doesn't really you know apply into this but uh you know, Nathan and I were talking about it earlier. And I think a lot of people will say things like this without even really thinking about it. Like, right. what does that mean? Like, watch your P's and Q's. Like, mm-hmm. why not your R's and T's? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I had to actually look this up uh, a little while back. And it's like, watch your pleases and thank yous. And I'm like, oh, gosh, seems kind of dumb but it's mm-hmm.
1: so counterintuitive it's yeah, like the it, it cue is, bit, is not yeah. even there's no
2: cue and yeah, yeah you. but it's so right. like the yeah.
0: thank you it's some it sort of sounds like <laughs> right. cue you know you know end. what that
2: reminds me of with the Q thing it reminds me of the ship my pants thing <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know it's,
0: i ship my pants for free <laughs> right
2: because you know there is there <laughs> there is a i forget what, what it's called it, a, there's a big some, gas a, man Well, it's it's the um, it's the it it is a linguistic thing. It's it's specific to American English, uh, yeah. And but you know, at least in that particular example, it's
0: sort of like alliteration, but not... yeah, no, it's It's, not alliteration. It's 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 something else. Yeah. But, sort um, of a play
2: on words. I'm not really sure what you call it, that. it, it It's be, it, I think it has something to do with the fact that oh, uh, whenever you put the two words together, mm-hmm. um, for some reason in American English, uh, yeah. you just kind of have this like ship my like you don't you kind of don't really promote pronounce yeah. the p yeah. uh, as well. And right. I forget what it's called. I remember that there was this whole video. Yeah, yeah. I, you can look it I up later. It. Yeah. it's it. yeah. something
1: in the ballpark of like uh, like a homophone and yeah. a malapropism oh there you go. like a malapropism <laughs> is like when you say like oh hey is this micrometer working right. and when you mean to say microphone right, and right, it's right. like inadvertently funny mm-hmm. 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 so but like in this case you're talking about something where it's done intentionally and i have no right. idea what the yeah. word for that would yeah, be
2: yeah, yeah shit my pants for free
1: <laughs> <laughs> was that an ad it was an ad yeah exactly oh, that's <laughs> hysterical um, you know yeah it's so like, funny
0: <laughs> yeah. Billy, you can ship your pants. Well, I can ship my pants. Like, yeah, you can ship your pants for free. And like, was, they oh did goodness. the whole thing too. I think it was for for IKEA or something like that. No, like no, no did... I think it was Target. Or Target. No, yeah. oh, okay. like, we're gonna wow. have to look this up now because the <laughs> that other one was a uh, brand for Target. No, no, oh, because, no, 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 because no, the other was one was um, Big Gas Man. Okay.
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
3: For sure. <laughs> oh, we'll look yeah, exactly.
2: It was a Kmart commercial. Kmart is that? Yeah, oh, Target. Okay. Yeah, it's close. Yeah, uh,
1: exactly. Yeah. Kmart's clearly past the point of caring. So I mean, it's just like, all right,
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, they can do
1: whatever they yeah. want. You yeah. know, and for any of you
2: Kmart shoppers out there, I didn't mean to offend you.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. and there, there's a
1: blue light
2: special tomorrow. <laughs> That's <Yeah>.
1: right. <laughs> and if you check in IO five,
2: <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a uh, an American English thing. i I for some reason. It's just a, it's a very funny, funny thing that mm-hmm. just happens.
0: Um, well, and I mean, now, now we talk about Kmart and target, it's like Coke versus Pepsi, right? You know, right, which right, leads right. us to the other topic that we were uh, kind of talking about is, you know, yeah. a little bit of the, the tribalism so we can, can, uh, branch into that too, which I, I think, uh, you know, there's just kind of bringing up those two brands. It's funny how so many times there's just like two big ones, you know, Ford versus Chevy, Coke right. versus Pepsi, you know, and that, red right. versus blue. <laughs> you know, like, that that yeah, video, sure.
2: that video, the, uh, the shit my pants thing is seven years old.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Dear, God. <laughs> Dear God, what have you done? Yeah.
2: Oh man. It's so funny. Clearly memorable though. No, <laughs> yeah. oh, no, it
0: really is. Um, oh man. And I know that's really relevant yeah. for this conversation, but it's pretty funny. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it sounds like an SNL skit. Um, but yeah. <laughs> they mm-hmm. did a good job.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, for sure. The power yeah. of advertising. Yeah. 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 No, we
0: were talking about advertising and memes last time, too. Yeah. I mean, seven years ago. I mean, how well is that stuck? But I mean, like, that's the other thing is about some of the th- things that we say, you know, like watch right. your P's and Q's. It, it gets stuck to where people say it to the point that we don't even know what it means anymore. Right. It's just right. it's something that people keep saying. Yeah. You know, it, it,
1: over time, it gets divorced from its original context, but people keep saying it.
0: Oh yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, like we've talked about this before too, the whole idea of TLAs, you know, three oh, letter yeah, acronyms, three letter right? Acronym, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, oh, have you never heard that before? <laughs> well, yeah. I love how it is what it actually says. Oh, it's very <laughs> meta. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But so, yeah, t- <laughs>
0: TLAs have become its own thing. And the thing yeah. is, is like, if you make up a good TLA for somebody, yeah. then it doesn't even matter what it stands for anymore. Everybody just loves a good three letter acronym. So it's like, oh yeah, sta oh yeah we're gonna do more of that like what does sta stand for i have no idea like, just, <laughs> yeah well, it's just you're it's gonna find just, something to fit yeah the trio exactly out, right? get yeah. with the program man yeah, yeah. yeah. there's another
2: one I, get with the yeah. program yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. Yeah. I,
1: I remember being i, in I in wonder
2: a... what that actually means as well like getting with the program what does that mean and like, where does that yeah. come from I mean, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Programming what
1: exactly. What program
2: are yeah. they trying I mean, it, to get? Are we us talking about a program into? that's like in, a, like in a play? Yeah. Like getting with the Speaking program.
0: Speaking of, like, we were also kind of touching on this too—that the idea of these idioms, and you know, even to some uh, kind of subset, you know, like with memes, mm-hmm. that it's it's sort of all sort of mind programming, right? You know, yeah. we kind of mentioned that, you know, um, this was sort of. Maybe a deprogramming that we should all really consciously think about like, you know, when we talk about, you know, some of these things.
2: Well, I think that, that I mean, honestly, we're, you know, we're sitting here talking about all the different, uh, you know, advertisements in a way. We're also talking about idioms and sayings and whatnot. But how often do you think about the things that are that you're saying whenever mm-hmm. you say something that everyone else has said before? Mm-hmm. Um, it it kind of becomes it, it's really easy to just continue to say the things that you repeatedly hear yeah and I think that you know that definitely contributes I think to the tribalism that we were talking about before as well I mean we're you know you're kicking off the episode here with respect to kind of that city and growing apart from that city and and we're moving in outside of the city to find other people because we didn't like the thoughts that were here and what they were saying and now we're moving farther away and we just continue to go out of this branching out kind of out of the circle here. Um, it's just it's very um, I think it's very poignant like mm-hmm. you're, you do want to kind of hear sometimes the things that you want to hear and I think that that's kind of what ultimately starts to contribute to the tribalism, the sayings, the repeatedly stated facts if you will Mm -hmm. I mean that concept of saying the same thing and being like on the same page with somebody and and not really questioning what you're actually hearing or Perhaps even sprouting, right.
0: and I think that's what's really interesting, even in the context of this conversation right now. I mean, just again, me saying an idiom, and then this is what I was looking for, right? Right. You know, get yeah. With the program, get with the program, and and you know, because we're talking about it in the context of idioms and things that we say without thinking, right. you were able to say like, "Oh, there's another one." Yeah, and there's I'm like, another yes, one. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I love to do right. as much as I can on a daily basis is try to catch myself. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, you know like just i was kind of mentioning you know I, I heard the term you know oh, that there's always another way to skin the cat like well, n- no no i mean <laughs> i don't, I, want, to I don't want to skin a cat i mean i like cats cats are cool like that's right but it's like yeah. you know where does that stuff come from and, and how much are you actually thinking about the things that you say on a, a day-to-day basis you right. know so
2: well and you know it's interesting too i think you were talking about the um, uh, there are some out out there as well that have some very uh, negative connotations as mm-hmm. well presently, yeah. and some of them seem relatively innocuous at mm-hmm. least on on the surface. Yeah. Um, that could be a very difficult thing to kind of get around as well. Mm-hmm. How do you know if you don't question it? Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, some of these like literally have to say like, where
0: did that come from? And it's not until I look it up. I'm like, hmm, interesting. You know, never knew that. Yeah. You know? And sometimes, yeah, people will tell you like, oh, that that phrase has a bad past, but, you know, we've just been you know, using it for so long that you start right. to say like, okay, you know, I can't
2: imagine skinning a cat is a good one. You know? I mean,
0: yeah, it could actually come from literally skinning a cat. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, we could look that up and I mean, maybe mm-hmm. at one point this was something that people were doing as common practice, but what, what was yeah,
1: the one here like that? maybe for leopard skins or something like that? Like, you know, I don't know. I have no Who idea. Knows. Know.
2: Um, I'm actually looking yeah. into this as well this you're you're looking into one here on yeah
1: they get with the program What, yeah, what is mean, that one
2: you
0: know it doesn't really give a good thing it just kind of defines it you know to follow mm-hmm. the rules do what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. um, used to tell somebody they should change their attitude and do what they're supposed to do but um, you know I could try to find like a, an etymology but um, it,
1: it so far as I can tell just skimming through a message board here it looks like it it may have come from the military. So like a planned course of action or an approved course of action. No really, that would be surprising. I get with a a a program. Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Um, I'm looking at the one on the. um, It looks like there's Grammarist.com for this more than one way to scan a cat here. Okay. And it was saying that uh, the oldest known use of the phrase actually dates back to 1854. Oh wow. In the work way down east, or portrayer. of portraitures of Yankee life by Seba uh, Seba Smith, and then it says like something However, there's more than one way to skin a cat has its root in older similar phrases such as there are more ways to kill a cat than choking it with cream oh geez um, found in the 1830s and it seems that that originally the animal in question was a dog as a 17th century proverb is, there are more ways to kill a dog than hanging.
0: <laughs> so okay. that's exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, like, <laughs> and and I just I have to wonder, like, you know, it. I I mean, I sure hope that this isn't just something unique to me. You know, mm-hmm. I sure hope that I'm not the only person that stops and like. Hold on a second. You know, what? Lane. what is this thing that I am saying? Like, I, I just repeat without thinking about it because <laughs> I heard it from somebody else. I mean, like, how many things are there like that in, in our language? I mean, like, you probably have a whole dictionary of idioms. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are. I yeah. mean,
2: but in fact, I think you were looking at idioms.dictionary.com or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, maybe. No, no, no. But, um, yeah, I just, you know, all, all, kid, all kidding aside, and, you know, the the levity of looking up idioms is kind of, nice and fun but one of the the flip side of that is that you know something that you may not be knowledgeable about with respect to repeating an idiom of like getting with the program or skinning a cat or any of those things the the real problem kinda becomes whenever your your normal everyday language uh, has nothing to do with idioms uh, or just little sayings here and there it's Mm -hmm. you're repeating something that maybe is um, something on an article and a phrase, an idea, a set yeah. of
0: facts and I think that kind of relates to what we are talking to right. with some of the tribalism and you know yeah. sort of you know ideologies if you will um, and, and the, it contributes the thing, to that too, right? I mean,
2: you can absolutely have something where it's just you just continue to hear it and somebody else says it yeah. and then you read it again and it's well just, because one yeah, of the ones sure. that
0: we were talking about a little bit earlier that mm-hmm. we were kind of saying that to kick this off too is we were getting tired of the whole both sides <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> you look at, okay, so Nathan beat up on the mic last week. <laughs> oh, my bad. Everybody's got to take a turn. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, so I mean, like we were talking about how uh, the whole both sides thing yeah. is, is really egregious, right? I mean, and I personally, I mean, I, I kind of mentioned this last time mm-hmm. that uh, I really dislike the the whole both sides, especially because it implies, you know, by saying both sides, I think of like offense. You know, and there's people on one side of it and people on the other side. Oh, and it, yeah. it it totally invalidates the idea that there is a mix because there is no person that is like, oh, I draw the line right here and I mm-hmm. agree with everything on this side of the line. And this other person agrees with everything on this side of the line and never the twain shall meet, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I, think I just it, don't think that's true. Yeah. yeah,
2: I think that that's one way of looking at it. I think that another way is probably the. Two sides to the same coin, kind of mm-hmm. deal, which is also you know another idiom. Yeah, uh-huh. it is. Yeah. But I mean, it, at least in that regard, it's fairly yeah. physical. Yeah. I mean, that, of that course, one's pretty easy are. to yeah. see. Yeah. So it's, but I think that the whole both sides thing usually in implies a negative context, N- not the unification of a same coin, but mm-hmm. actually, like, let's look at the both sides of this argument. Let's mm-hmm. look at both sides of this statement. Um, yeah. And I, you know, sometimes I think yeah. we get into a. Um, I I think we get into a bit of a, kind of begging the question of is there another side? And I think that that kind of comes up a lot lately, um, where somebody's trying to find another side to anything, uh, assuming that there is another side now at this point.
1: Yeah, I, I, you know. What's interesting about that is there is a long and rich history of dichotomous thinking. Mm-hmm. And dichotomous meaning like it's either this or it's that. Right, yeah. And so there's a lot of dualism in how human beings think. Mm-hmm. Even how we structure our conception of the human brain. There's the left side and the right side. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. your thoughts and your feelings. You know, there's good and evil and mm-hmm. you can just go on and on and on. Um so I, I think we tend to phrase a lot of those disagreements in that way. Mm -hmm. And it really begs the question in some ways, because you look at some of those dichotomous ways of thinking that go back thousands of years, like one idiom or one idiomatic expression is, take it with a grain of salt. And I looked this up one time, it's literally thousands of years old and predates the English language. And same thing with a lot of phrases that we get from the Bible, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's nothing new under the sun, you know, and I could use that expression to say, like, what does it mean to have an original thought? Because Mm -hmm. we hear these idiomatic expressions from the time that we're on mom or dad's knee. And, you know, so what does it mean to have an original thought when you're steeped in this culture from your earliest memories?
0: Mm -hmm. Do you remember what taking it with a grain of salt man.
1: Yeah, actually it was um it was like when you would mix like an old potion or like an old remedy, you you would take whatever that remedy is with a grain of salt. Like it was some kind of um like basically like a kind of a magical potion or a magical thinking kind of thing. So huh. I'm in the ballpark. Uh, yeah. I'd have to look it up to know exactly what it means, but it's it's literally thousands of years old. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean,
0: salt is one of the the oldest things that people find yeah, <laughs> for sure. <that's> right. Yeah, <laughs> salt yeah. of the earth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's another one. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. A lot of them on on salt. No, it's really funny. I mean, that there are. I mean, I'm sure that there's got to be hundreds, maybe even thousands of them, even in the English language. And I mean, they just on and on and on. But like you say, I mean, I I think that uh, the important point when we talk about, you know, some of this, you know, especially in in the context of some of the things that we were mentioning is that, um, You know, some of these idioms are completely harmless. I mean, Mm -hmm. take it with a grain of salt. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just kind of like as a sort of a moral thing. Like, Mm. I mean, not even moral, but just sort of like one of those sort of teachings that people pass down. Like, oh, you know, Billy, you you just got to take your knock sometimes, you Mm -hmm. know, like (laughs) trying to sort of (laughs) coach (laughs) people through things, you know, and just sort of saying like, hey, you know, this is just something everybody's got to deal with. Right. But I think one of the things that is a lot more insidious is when we start, Repeating, you know, maybe facts or information that we are exposed to that aren't maybe uh, are of of questionable nature. You Mm -hmm. know, Um, you know, facts. Even the idea of a a fact. You know, I think we kind of touched on this uh, previously. You know, can be um, subject to debate. Sometimes you know it's it's hard to know yeah. even what to call facts. Sometimes when you right. when you start to question, okay, well, what is the nature of knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. And so you can say, oh, okay, well, I have a fact, but then you say, oh, well how do I know how true that is? And right. and let's look into it a little bit more. And so that's where, you know, when we just start repeating some of these things, it, it can start to say, well, you can erode trust with people, you know, because if, if that person starts to look into something and says, okay, well, I, I looked up this, this thing that you were saying, we were talking to about like, you know, urban myths and so forth. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you look some of these things up, or if you consult multiple sources and you say,
2: mm, no, don't think so, you right. know, right. It's funny. I, I for some strange reason I'm just reminded of uh, the Music Man. I don't music know if man. you're uh, familiar with the not, the no. play or the the, I, mu- the music. I word. mean, I,
0: I know of it,
2: but I'm it's, not it's with funny it. to me because in in the um, he essentially is in the business of selling a band, uh, and specifically he's in the is pro- in the business of selling boys band. But he's <laughs> uh, but the idea is that he goes into a town creates an issue that can be solved by having a boys band for the town (laughs) and then he just convinces them all to order these um order these very expensive instruments Mm -hmm. for all of these kids and then he pretends to be a conductor of music (laughs) by using this thought system for thing for how to like learn to uh, play your instrument and then he goes straight from there (laughs) into basically jumping out of town after he collects money from everybody. Okay. So the, you know, the, the thought, I I don't know why it jumped in my mind, but it it reminds me of kind of the idea that um, questioning truth, like sometimes Mm -hmm. somebody might just be selling you snake oil a bit. Yeah. And because it's said repeatedly and possibly even convincingly, Maybe you start to believe, oh, well, maybe I should have that. Maybe that would solve my problem. Maybe this really is an issue.
1: Yeah. Before
2: that, you didn't actually look into it. And there's, I mean, there's always the counter argument. Maybe somebody coming in isn't necessarily selling you a botch of bad goods or something. Maybe they are coming in and saying, hey, you're blind to this. Like there's always that cognitive bias, like, or the, you know, wherever you're, sorry, not that, but where you don't necessarily know that you have a bias until it's pointed out to you. And you can actually kind of see examples of it. Um,
1: I I guess the question that's forming in my mind right now is like, you know, when does the good idiomatic expression mm -hmm. on mom and dad's knee or the teaching, you know, like, Hey, you know, take your wicks, Billy, you know, Mm -hmm, suck it mm -hmm. up or whatever, you know, these good moral teachings that are baked into the culture, when does that ebb into something that becomes insidious mm-hmm. yeah, because one example that i can think of um and it might sound like i'm criticizing the industry and and not necessarily Although no industry is perfect, but you know there are examples in the real world of the music man where you sell a problem and then you sell the solution. Right, right. You know?
0: solution looking for a problem. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like we see this with pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people invest a lot of money into uh, R and D, and they come up with a drug and they just try things, and right. then it's like, oh well, hey, this is perfect for this. You know, insert a diagnosis. And then all of a sudden you see in the psychological and psychiatric community, that the rise of that diagnosis goes up, you know, fivefold, tenfold, Mm -hmm. because now there's a drug for it. So now you need a diagnosis to match the solution. Right, right. So, you know, but if you were to say across the board, all drugs are bad all the time, like, well, that would not be a good solution just because you know that that happens. So I wonder if we could apply the same principle to the idioms. Like when does it, when is it good and just a part of the culture and when does it become insidious?
3: Mm -hmm.
0: I think it's insidious when you are not sure of the things you're saying yourself. Mm. So, and, and that's, that's kind of the point that I'm trying to get to is, you know, me saying a phrase or using an idiom is not a bad thing in my mind. It's a bad thing when I don't know what it is that I'm even saying. Like when I'm not yeah. sure of it, when I'm, when I, I haven't really investigated myself, like what it means. I'm just kind of repeating it, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that happens a lot with other things that we hear, you know, um, people will refer to them often as talking points, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> like that's yeah, okay, another I'm one, sure. you know, yeah, that person's just repeating talking points. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, well, what does that even mean? Right. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I kind of think it means like, okay, that's something that someone else has sort of put together as propaganda or mm. or things to say. And, you know, again, that's fine if there are things that you know to be things that you actually want to say. Like if mm. I'm saying, hey, you know, I gotta go and I gotta go in front in front of this this charity fundraiser and there's a couple of talking points that I really want to hit to our organization to explain to them like what our organization was doing, what we accomplished this year, right. what our goals are for the next year. Okay. Those are all fine and good. And I, you know, I would accept that or expect rather that you know if I'm a person in this organization that is in some prominence that I'm delivering this speech that mm-hmm. I'm in a position to verify that these things are the correct things that I want to say and convey to my mm-hmm. audience. What I think becomes you know um, sort of dangerous or or I hate dangerous as well it's <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not not toxic right, right you know right. it's not or gonna not kill me.
1: physically dangerous
0: but not physically yeah. dangerous but i think you know what becomes um you know sort of mind poison if you will is when you start repeating things that other people say without actually knowing where it comes from really understanding what you're saying mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you're just kind of repeating them and, and you're trying to use it,
2: you know, as a, as a gotcha,
0: especially oh, yeah, for yeah, other I people, you, mean, you know, yeah. it's like, well, oh. And,
2: you know, whenever I'm thinking about what you're, what you're saying there, like honestly, the, the fact is these, if you're, if you are going to be repeating something with the intention of trying to get somebody or thinking that that's kind of what you're, you know, you're, you are kind of consuming not really consuming what they're, like or anything that they're saying you're just waiting to say something that you're that you kind of have prepared mm-hmm. or i think that that's kind of the insidious nature that you're that you're referring to in, in my mind like you you've kind of you've kind of avoided the thought process associated with a conversation you've essentially shortcutted not only your own thoughts because in, in it's a bit of laziness um in 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 a way because you have decided that I don't really need to think about these things I'm just going to wait for this you know talking point mm-hmm. if you will and go straight into my talking point as a yeah. as a means to counter that one yeah and I think that that's where that kind of um maybe the idioms or you know the things that are commonly said in this in this regard become insidious because They've essentially, I mean, you're, you're saying mind poison. Um, mm. They've essentially taken over your own ability to um, have a conversation in the first place. You're not mm-hmm. listening. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I really like uh, what both of you said there. What I heard when you were speaking, Kelsey, is um, what came up for me in, in my head was be a close watcher of your speech. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And does this is this really in line with who I am and what I value or is it actually contrary to what I value? So a couple of examples that I thought of, was like one is like, well, a, ne- a leopard never changes its spots. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, what am I really saying there? You know, that people, because I'm not talking about a leopard and their spots. I'm talking about a human being and their behavior. <laughs> Do I really believe that people are incapable of changing? You know, is that really an idea that I want to put out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and another one I came up with is, well, it takes one to know one does it really
3: (laughs) really so so because i know and
1: i'm just going to pick an absurd you know a reductio at absurdum example here Mm. and i know it's reductio at absurdum you know if i know the nature of charles manson does that make me like charles manson right or does it just mean that i'm world wise and aware of that evil exists in the world right Mm -hmm. you know you
0: you did a research paper on him in high school or something so you know about him but that doesn't mean that you're gonna suddenly you know like Start following his footsteps. Yeah, yeah exactly. You <laughs> should well, change
2: that leopard changes. It, it can't change its spots to a panther. Can't change its spots since they they actually have. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have yeah. spots too, but but yeah. you just can't see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Because they have the the I guess the like, whatever that is with the melanin. Um, it actually uh, causes their fur to be black. Oh, whoa, so it, crazy. It, yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's actually a pigmentation uh, mutation. Right. But they are still. <laughs> Very much the same kind I, yeah, of Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. You know? Leopard oh, wow. Panthers, yeah, yeah. the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, or jaguar or whatever. Yeah, exactly. it's the same, some of them know. are just
0: different names for the same, right, same the thing. Same I think thing. even mountain lion is the same, too. Uh, maybe. Yeah.
2: They're all related. I mean, you know, yeah. most of the big well, cats it, are and all. Maybe related and
0: maybe that's how right, but... somebody also look it up later. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are idiots. <laughs> yeah. I fact checked you in real time <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. about cats. <laughs> and this is what I found out. There's more than one way to paint a cat. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, this is Tiger King now yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: <Okay>. carol baskin <laughs> 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 carol baskin call please away. call into our show <laughs> 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 we'd love to talk to you yeah. <laughs> that's what this is all
1: leading to anyway <laughs> uh, yeah I, well I, I mean i think that's one i asked earlier like what how, what does it mean to have an original thought and mm-hmm. i think we're maybe getting close to it um because maybe you have so many ingredients in the world and in, in the world of your language and culture, mm-hmm. but you're actually taking something that someone else has said and you've just adopted it automatically. Right, yeah. And you're saying, well, hey, maybe the phrase shouldn't be this. Maybe it should be something else. And then you say, well, hey, a panther never changes its spots. And then <laughs> right. it's like throwing a monkey wrench in the spokes. Like, right. like what do you mean by that? Like yeah. it gets people to reexamine, like once you've re-examined something, it gets other people to re-examine what they're thinking and saying mm-hmm. as well.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I hate to use the example that we all know about, but the black swan thing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Honestly, I mean, <laughs> I as hate a, As I a hate way of uh,
0: explaining something you can't explain. Right.
2: <laughs> but it is kind of one of those things where I think uh, the good thing about that particular example is that it is in it, in its essence is trying to get you to think. Okay, if you never saw this, you would have thought that every single one of them looked like this. And so there really is kind of a. It's not a bad. Um, it's it's not a bad an example. It's overused at this point, but mm-hmm. um, it is kind of still a good thing to think about. Having a healthy sense of uh, skepticism still. Mm-hmm. Like just because you've only ever seen this, doesn't mean that something else outside of your perceived reality does not exist yeah seems Um, to be a recurring theme that we we bring
0: up too and i I think that really is a basis for a lot of this is you know and and maybe there's a different way of putting it but you know i think we talk about just even questioning yeah. right i think that's kind of a a, a theme that we think of a, a lot with some of these things is you know question everything i mean that that is that is really a good motto and i think you know certainly a lot of times people will tire of that mm-hmm. it can be a lot of work and it can be sometimes be exhausting to question everything and it's mm-hmm. not like something you have to do all the time but right. hey you know spend a couple of cycles spend some time thinking about like well why is it that I think that way? Mm-hmm. Like, where did I get that from? Like, maybe I should reevaluate that.
2: Well, and I, I think that to your, the nuance of your point is actually not necessarily questioning everything. You don't necessarily, you're not yeah. looking and saying, does that still Why a shoe is the today? Why sky blue? Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> is that still a stove? If I turn yeah. it to the, to on, oh, is it still turned well, on? Well, exactly. It's like, yeah. it like the, you're actually talking about things that are more like your own biases and checking yourself yeah yeah yeah, for sure know?
0: yeah not literally everything <laughs> <laughs> that <would be> tough. <laughs> yes. but yeah i mean like we we've talked about before how i mean i acknowledge you know we're all biased individuals and i mean mm-hmm. you know some people will mention you know unconscious bias like well what if i'm yeah. perfectly conscious of my biases what about then you know like um I, I mean some of them you're going to have and that's not necessarily a bad thing and, mm. and i mean you know because we all have a certain way of thinking, you know, we, we talked about, you know, the, the bias uh, today with this card we drew and it's like, yeah, you know, there, there is a certain amount of thinking that you'd like to think that, yeah, there is justice in the world. And like, that mm-hmm. is a bias. It's not necessarily a bad one. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you know, that's assuming a, a good thing, you know? And it's like, I, you know, I might do that sometimes and I'm okay with it. I'm kind of mm-hmm. comfortable with the idea that, you know, I might believe that there is some sort of, uh, justice that, that goes on. Now, should I let that get in the way of a, a sort of assumption about what effects or what events are going to happen? Well, mm-hmm. maybe not. Right, you know, I can right, recognize right. that, you know, maybe one thing doesn't logically connect, you know, and I could acknowledge that. But at the same time, it's like we do sort of have our beliefs and we mm-hmm. may cling to them and, you know, we just have to re examine them sometimes.
2: Yeah. Or at least we should. Because, um, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that both of you have come across people that might have said something along the lines of, well, I understand what you're saying, but that's not what I believe. <laughs> um, and I think that that is they've essentially stated now, well, you know, they're they're not really looking at it from uh, a perspective of what you're telling them from your perspective They They are looking at it from their belief system.
1: Hmm. yeah and in in epistemological terms which epistemology is how do you know what you know Mm -hmm. Um, the fancy word for that is being doxastically closed which means that's a big word I know (laughs) well and I'm trying to avoid the 50 cent words here (laughs) that was a $50 word (laughs) (laughs) wait can you spell that please (laughs) oh my gosh Uh, (laughs) yeah I'm gonna need a jingle like Mickey Mouse M-I-C-K-E-Y to remember how to spell but uh, you know basically when you when you approach uh again the technical term is an interlocutor or someone that you're conversing with or having a Mm -hmm. socratic critical thinking exchange with Mm -hmm. um so doxastically closed just means like they're they're just in a loop and they can't um they are showing demonstrating unwillingness to examine or have any self-reflection about what the conversation is you know um, that can be hard. Yeah. to have.
2: I mean, you know, at that point, you are essentially talking to somebody that is in a loop. So I, yeah, it, that I think in, an, I think that there's um, there's a point behind that. Sometimes, sometimes whenever you're talking to one person that is stuck in that loop, you may not necessarily be talking for their benefit anymore. Um, if you're around other people, you might actually be talking for the benefit of the people that are not stuck in that loop. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that there is, I think that that's kind of what's lost in, uh, kind of the old fashioned debate conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, the way that people used to debate topics. Uh, and I think that, I mean, they still do it, um, but people don't talk about it as much anymore. But the concept of a debate was that you would have people standing on one side, uh, fiercely, uh, bringing up points and counterpoints, um, to those that are on the opposite side of the same discussion point. Mm And um, when you're talking to somebody and their host and their job is to really present it from that perspective. uh, And then, you know, the opposite team is doing the opposite, essentially holding the counter argument, the devil's advocate position or otherwise. Um, They they are not they're not there to convince each other. That's Mm -hmm. not the point. The point is that they're there to essentially have a dialogue for the benefit of the audience. Yeah. And I think that that's something that can. Uh, very much be applied even in your own conversations with other people. You're not you can't. You shouldn't assume that every conversation you have is going to be a one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's quite likely that it won't be.
0: Yeah, and I've I've said that I don't like the word debate, and I've tried to like get rid of it from my own vernacular. Mm-hmm. Actually, precisely for that reason is because I didn't want to apply or assume that there's an audience, or or imply there's an audience. In mm-hmm. um, that that is probably better and maybe especially the case for a one-on-one conversation. Because if you're just talking with somebody else, there's nobody around that, you know, there is no audience. And so the idea of having a debate is, you know you're kind not of pointless right yeah. exactly yeah. If you have other people Around and you're having a social conversation With many friends and mm-hmm. you're sort of um, Talking about points and conversing With somebody well then yeah I can I can see Where there's more of a cause yeah. for a Sort of debate even in that sense But Um, that's, that's where I do like, you know, even discussion like, you know, having a debate and doing those points might be, might be okay in a sort of social setting where you Mm -hmm. have other people, but you know, in order to score points with friends, you know, it it kind of implies like, Hey, you know, we're, we're sort of duking it out and it might be great if you're doing it on stage with an actual audience, whereas an event and there's, you know, sort of a point scoring system Mm -hmm. and a Mm -hmm. moderator and a timekeeping system. And there's still a set of rules around it where we try to keep everything fair, but, Mm -hmm you're not going to really find that in most social settings.
2: I, I would actually argue that you're probably not going to find that in most settings. Yeah, I mean, you, ever, don't, you yeah. don't find that on the internet. You don't well, find yeah. that, you know, I mean, it's like, you're not going to be playing by the same set of rules mm-hmm. and debate just as a whole usually is essentially a ruled or almost a governed in some ways, uh, because somebody is moderating it for that purpose hmm. Um, hmm. argument. Boy,
0: what it's, would that look like if we had debate
2: rules on the
0: internet and social <laughs> right? media? Oh yeah, right? I mean yeah. I,
2: honestly, I think that that wouldn't be a bad thing to have just as a whole, like a yeah. forum. Like you know, I mean there's plenty yeah of forums, forums out are,
0: there. are moderated.
2: Yeah, uh, well sometimes
0: good, yeah, I mean yeah. not to, to only to some degree, it. it's a, yeah, yeah it's, and it's moderated to like keep out spam and. Right. You know, awful stuff you mm-hmm. know i mean it's not like moderated in the sense that we're talking about whereas if you have like a high school or college debate club mm-hmm. you know you actually have you know a, a grammarian, you have a timekeeper you have you know somebody that's sort of looking at you know what points did somebody score in terms of like you know logical arguments and they have like I- i've never actually been part of a formal debate club and so i'm i'm certainly yeah. not the best person to talk about right. it you know but um yeah, it might be something to to look into. I mean, I'd love to hear other people talk about this more because there is a certain sort of um, structure that goes into it Mm and in a a certain way of of doing these these kinds of things in order to make valid points Mm -hmm. and to to get your point across and boy there there really could be a lot more of that I think in some of these discussions especially online I mean some of these these discussions you know there are absolutely no rules at all I mean we we talk
2: about things like I I actually I don't mean to cut across you but I honestly don't know that even with rules some people even try to follow them I mean you know Mm -hmm. I, I know that from a timing standpoint, you know, we we just witnessed different debates that have actually been televised. And mm-hmm. it's not like as if we saw something that was actually anyone was really paying attention to the moderator. Mm-hmm. I mean, hmm. it, it, it I think that there's a there's a lack of decorum, I think, right now with mm-hmm. respect to uh, following the rules. And I think that there is kind of this concept that following the rules Puts you at a disadvantage for some reason because you're not able to get your points across somehow. I do think that that seems to be kind of the sympathy card that's played a lot. But I do, I, I in my mind, I think that there's a, there's a way. Um, I think that I disagree with that, in, not necessarily in totality, because I certainly agree that some rules are that have been there in the past to prevent people from being able to express their opinions. So. There, right.
1: there is something interesting, I think, in, in what you're saying, and I do want to return back to the debate thing, mm-hmm. like even with uh, politics or even like uh, court cases, we're used to there being exactly two sides right. uh, that go back and forth. And debates can have multiple, uh, oh, you yeah. can have four or five, six positions mm-hmm. uh, in which people are providing different feedbacks. So I think that's one um, thing to keep in mind to kind of get away from the both sides oh, a yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to return to on the conversation of biases is that, some of these biases has helped us survive as a species and mm-hmm. as also as individuals. So like optimism bias, like that can get you into a lot of trouble, you know? Um, like, but a lot of times having that optimism, uh, bias can help you kind of, you know, fake it till you make it or take a leap of faith that's actually productive Mm-hmm. But then, if you overindex on it, it could be just whistling past the graveyard. Mm-hmm. So I think you know that's why another one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you have to. You <laughs> know, I think you know, I think threw in like. Yeah, exactly. Whistling <laughs> yeah. past the graveyard. Yeah. Like,
0: wait, does that need to have one of those little uh, quick
1: like counters? Like, quick yeah, exactly. Step counter or yeah, exactly. But one of the final thing that's interesting i think that a lot of people don't like that kind of balanced decorum debate thing Mm -hmm. um for the reason and i think advertising plays at least some part in this Mm -hmm. one of the i can't remember which study i'd I'd like to pull it up at some point but uh they actually looked at research the researchers they looked at research papers Mm -hmm. written by students and the ones that were more, more like balanced and covered the different aspects of the, of the thing mm-hmm. and were actually more balanced in terms of the research, they found those less persuasive uh, than someone who just vociferously argued for one right, point right. and hammered it home. And so, you know, when you see an ad, like they're not trying to get you to really think about what's the healthiest choice for you? Like, mm-hmm. no, it's like, here, buy our product. It'll right. you talk know to make you about buying. Yeah, this product. I mean it'll make you sexier. It'll give you you know a happy family or whatever the thing is.
0: Well, this brings up a, a, something that I've been saying for a long time now. Like you know, if you talk about like a review for a product. Mm-hmm. If I, you know, go on uh, anybody's favorite website to look at, you know, a review for any given product and I see something like, this thing is complete shit. Zero stars. Would never buy this again. It's awful. Okay, great. Then another one is like, oh, this is five stars. It's the best thing I've ever bought. Like, okay, yeah. And then you see one that says, okay, well... You know, this is uh, four stars. You know, I think it's a pretty good product. I tried it out. I compared it against this other thing. Mm -hmm. Here's some good things about it. Here's some things I wish it had been better. You know, there's maybe a couple of features that I thought were missing that this other product didn't have. You're like, Mm -hmm. that review. Right. right? That review that's has review. the most helpful information because then it can actually compare it against something else. Mm-hmm. You talk about the good points, the bad points, nothing's ever perfect. Yeah, give me a real review, right? Something that's all one sided, all or nothing is those are like, those go right into the mind trash. You know, yeah. it's
2: just, it's not, useful. I actually, I find, I like the ones that are about, about restaurants. Usually <laughs> those ones are my favorite. Cause I almost always hear somebody that's whining and, <laughs> It's like, because you'll always get somebody that's like one star for bad service or something. Yeah. Like, I wasn't, I didn't get my drink exactly <laughs> when I wanted it. And this was just awful. Yeah. Like, the food was great, but everything else <laughs> yeah. was awful. One star. One star. Yeah. Like, uh,
3: well, you're <laughs> I, kind
2: of contradicting
1: yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, it's interesting because I talked with someone who was in like rot- hotel and restaurant management. He, yeah. He went into that as a college degree. hmm and he said that uh, the comment cards that just get our five stars all the way down, they just throw those out. They don't even pay attention to those. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just like, oh, really? We're a perfect restaurant? Like, who's who's got a perfect restaurant? Right. right you know? Right. So it's like, yeah, thanks. I
0: mean, you kind of want the constructive criticism. I mean, yeah, it's what kind of gets you to be better, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. It, uh, it looks like you have a quote hold up here. Is that...
0: Yeah, I was, um, you know, uh, thinking about this earlier, something that Ryan said, you know, I think of the uh, Fight Club (laughs) quote. when you... I forget it was now exactly what you're saying, but uh, it made me think of the... uh, this quote and you know the, the first part of it, you know, is not so much but, you know, it was when she was saying, When people think you're you're dying, they really, really listen to you instead of just waiting for their turn to speak. And <laughs> and, and that that's the part of the quote that always oh, sticks yeah. in my mind. It's like when somebody really listens to you instead of just waiting mm-hmm. for their turn to speak. Um, and so that's you know I pulled up you know what you were talking about oh, we were we
2: were talking about how it it can be insidious um, having the things in your mind and just waiting to address somebody else's talking exactly points. yeah and um, that's that's what made me think of that you basically know. just really just regurgitating talking points that you yourself have ingested mm-hmm. so it's in a way that. That's exactly what that is yeah.
0: speaking to. Well, there you go. I mean, I, I think that's actually a, a perfect cap for it. You know, it's, uh yeah, really kind of think about what you're saying, you know. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, listening is, is actually a really great thing there, mm-hmm. too, is, you know, really listening and, and digesting what other people are saying and, and processing it, not just, you know, kind of trying to machine gun, you know, something back out, you know, as a as yeah. a talking point, you know, mm. to to use the phrase, um, back out at somebody. Really really think about what other people are saying, consider it and then yeah, see if you can develop, you know, maybe it's not even a a, a 100% original thought. I mean, mm-hmm. you can use idioms and, and, you know, kind of, you know, say some of those things. Just be aware of what you're saying. Maybe you string a couple of idioms together in a new way that somebody hasn't thought of before or, right. you know, change it, like you say with with your leopard. <laughs> yeah. You know? Black Panther. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool, Perfect. cool, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for this conversation. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll take it back up next time. All right. Yeah. Next talk, time. Talk right. Thanks. Right. Thanks, guys. Bye.